Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. I am thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you for tuning in. I just had a phenomenal conversation with a colleague, so I wanted to jump on here and talk about the concept of empowerment and disempowerment and how we can take back our power by taking responsibility for how we feel. Now, that might not sound exciting. That might sound frustrating. It might sound scary. And whatever's coming up for you, that's okay. Just sit tight as we talk through this, and it will prove to be enlightening or frustrating. Um, But I think regardless, you're going to find something useful from this. So in the conversation I mentioned with the colleague, we were talking about recent events of violence that took place in our capital here in the U.S., and she expressed having some strong feelings about our president. And I'm going to insert a disclaimer here. This is not a political conversation. What came up in this conversation transcends party lines and political views. This is about how we experience the world around us, the thoughts and feelings we have about those experiences, and how we decide to respond. So having said all of that, I'll go back to our conversation. And we specifically started with talking about how our brains want to tell us that people or circumstances cause the feelings we have. And she said, great, I have an example. Our president makes me angry. He's inciting violence in my town and it's not okay. And when I asked the the following question, um, things changed a little. I said, Why do you think he has the power to control your feelings in this way? And then she was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I choose to be angry. Yes, you do. And you get to, right? I think when we hear that question, why do you think someone has the power to control the way we feel? We start to look at it a little differently. Like we don't want to give people the power to control our feelings, yet we do it all the time. So I think it's important to clarify something here. And and that is understanding how our minds work and taking taking responsibility for how we feel does not mean that we take responsibility for how someone else's act. Or right, so let me say that again. That we do not take responsibility for someone else's actions. Like we take ownership for our feelings. That does not mean that we condone their actions. That doesn't mean we're responsible for someone else's actions. It just means we're going to take responsibility for how we feel in response to those actions. So let's play out the presidential situation we were talking about. If the president says words on social media, people engage in acts of violence, These are events that happened. This took place out in the world. We could all see this. Words are said on social media. Words are said on public platforms. People engaged in acts of violence on a certain day in our capital. Then the thought was, these are egregious actions. And the feeling was anger. Right? And if we look at, I can choose to see that my feelings of anger come from the thought I'm having about the situation That doesn't mean that the situation is okay or that I shouldn't be angry. It just means that I take responsibility for how I am choosing to feel. And even there, I'm going to pause for a second because some of your brains might be exploding a little bit. I'm thinking, well, I don't choose how I feel. So if, if that's the thought that came up for you, just hang tight. Hear me out, listen to where we're going with this and see if, if you might think a little differently by the end of this conversation. 
So I can choose to be angry and I can take action to address the situation and events that took place rather than engaging in mental drama, such as how dare this person do this and make me feel this way. No, I choose to feel this way because I am choosing to have a thought that is creating a feeling. And that's okay. Like it is okay. There is no right way to feel. There's no wrong way to feel. We just, we are just going to be serving ourselves more effectively if we become aware that we choose thoughts that lead to feelings. It is not a situation that leads to our feelings. That just creates more power that we can take ownership, that I I am feeling a certain way and I can choose if I want to feel that way if it serves me. I can choose to change to feel a certain way if it's not serving me. Uh, but again, there's no right or wrong. It's just okay. So rather than trying to change a situation in an attempt to make me feel better, I can recognize that I'm choosing to feel a certain way and then I can take action from that place. So it frees me to to see how I want to address a situation, right? Like it frees up. I don't have to engage in all of the um, the emotional drama of how am I going to navigate this, and t- I have to get this person to change so I can feel better, a di- feel better, or feel a different way. But we can experience some freedom when we see, okay, I'm having a thought that's making me feel this way. Now I can separate the situation that's happening from my feelings. And then I can figure out what do I want to do? How do I want to respond from a place that's exploring maybe what the best outcome could be? Again, rather than trying to change the circumstance because I think it will make me feel better. And when we're being intentional and we're choosing to like so let's just say I want to I'm feeling a certain way that I that I want to feel like if we use the example of my colleague in the conversation with we had with that we had she said no I I want to feel angry in this situation yeah okay and you get to do that you get to choose that so if we're being intentional and we're saying I'm choosing to keep this emotion anger is coming up based on the thought that I'm having about something that happened and I want to feel this way and so we can check in and ask things like is this feeling serving me And if you're getting the results that you want, then yes, it's serving you, right? So if we use the president example, um, my colleague was choosing the thought that his actions are inciting violence in my town and that is not okay. And when she had that thought, she felt anger and that anger fueled things like writings and reaching out to social justice groups and so on. And she took action that gave her results that aligned with her values. So in that situation, her anger was serving her. Now, if we played this out and if, you know, six weeks or a month or six months down the road, there was still anger. And that anger was driving actions of over drinking and yelling at your kids and your spouse and spewing hate on the internet, then that anger may not be serving you. And then that's okay. You just get to decide, do I want to continue to feel this way? If yes, then I know that what, let me check in what thought is driving those feelings. I want to continue with that thought. If these feelings are no longer serving me and they're not creating actions that are useful, then I need to look back at the thought I'm having and I can choose again. Is there another thought that might serve me better? Is there a thought that would create some feelings that would, would um, drive different actions that get me different results? So another example 
of how we might take back our power is in our interpersonal relationships. So our spouses and our intimate relationships, our significant other relationships are just a a rich opportunity for practicing our um, mindset. And so we can use that relationship to see how are we either giving away our power or how are we taking back our power and the ownership over how we're feeling. So if, for example, your spouse tells you that they don't love you anymore and they want to leave you, they don't want to be with you anymore, I'm not in love with you, I want this relationship to end, then the feeling that comes up might be heartbreak, for example. There could be many that comes up, but we're just going to go with heartbreak. Um, So if we approach this and we try to, we really look at separating the feeling from the situation, it would play out like this. So this, the circumstance of the situation is my husband said, I don't love you anymore and I want to end this marriage. The thought is there's something wrong with me. And then there's a feeling of heartbreak. And so if we take responsibility for the feeling of heartbreak, I know I feel heartbreak because I'm having the thought that there's something wrong with me, then we can objectively look at the situation. We can look at, and, and this is, this can be, this, the objective might be a stretch, but we can look at the situation in a way that maybe if it's not objective, it's just a little bit removed from the intensity of the emotion. So we can see how can I respond to the situation? So if we look at the circumstance as the husband said, he doesn't want me and he wants to end the marriage. And if I know that the feelings that come up are from my thoughts and not the word that he's saying, then I can approach the husband and the words from a clean mental and emotional place rather than spending time trying to get him to say and act differently, hoping that it will make me feel differently or better. If I take responsibility for how I feel and acknowledge that I feel heartbreak because I'm having the thought that there's something wrong with me, then I can approach your, I can approach the situation a bit more objectively. If he genuinely wants to leave the relationship, and I am taking responsibility for my feelings because I know I'm having a thought that re- results in my feelings, then I can ask questions like, do I want to attempt, do I want to make attempts to make him change his mind, right? Like maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I'll definitely be in a better place to make that decision if I'm not also trying to get rid of the feelings of heartbreak based on whether or not he stays. Because let's play that out. Let's say um, you do make an attempt. You know, let's say you're you're feeling like, okay, I'm having all this feeling of heartbreak, and this is overwhelming. I cannot, um, I can't sit with this feeling. And if I just get him to stay, then maybe I'll feel better. So you have a conversation, and maybe he says, you know what? I changed my mind. I do want to stay. I, I think I can feel love for you again. I want to stay in this relationship. I want to give it a try. If you still think the thought, there is something wrong with me, you will still feel heartbreak. You would have to have a different thought to change your feeling. You would have to think differently about maybe him staying. You have to think differently about the fact that he was going to stay and now, or he was going to leave and now he's going to stay. But your husband changing his actions would not automatically change your feelings. And again, I think it's important to emphasize that taking responsibility for how we feel does not mean taking responsibility for the actions of others, nor does it mean that we don't have requests and we don't have preferences or expectations, but those requests start to look different. 
for example, um, I love when my husband reads books with me. It was one of the first things we ever did together when we were dating long distance. We would have three-hour FaceTime dates, and he would read to me, and we would discuss the book, and it's an activity that I still love to do with him. So I can absolutely make a request that we still read together twice a week, for example. But let's play this out. Like imagine in your head, I come up to him and I hand him a piece of paper with a request on it. And the request says, I would like to read with you on Tuesday and Thursday this week. I, I can just give him that piece of paper or I can staple on the back to that request all of my emotional landscape. Like here, I'm making this request and with that comes tied to it all of my emotions. I can make the request and then if he chooses not to comply, I get to choose what I think and feel about it. I do not have to tether my feelings to his actions or inactions. Because here's the truth. His actions or lack thereof do not make me feel anything. It's the thought that I have about it. If I think, oh, he must have gotten busy this week and didn't have time, then I might feel empathy for him having a chaotic week. If I think he clearly doesn't care about me because... He didn't prioritize this thing that was really important to me. He knows it's super important to me. If he didn't prioritize it, that means he doesn't care about me, right? If I have thoughts along those lines, then I'll probably feel something like hurt or I'll feel anger or resentment. So do you see this situation? Same actions. I made the request for my husband to read with me on Tuesday and Thursday. Husband did not follow through with request. Different thoughts, different feelings, right? So Taking back our power by taking ownership for our feelings can be incredibly empowering and liberating. I really encourage you to try this out this week and maybe start with something that feels within reach or it feels easy. Maybe try it in traffic. I don't know. For some of you, that might not be the easiest thing. But if we use the example of, you know, the person driving in front of me is going 45 miles an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone, I can choose to think, this guy is ruling my life. This guy is intentionally um, ignoring the speed limit and I'm going to be late for everything and it's all his fault. Then I'm probably going to have some feelings like anger and frustration. Or I can choose to think, wow, this guy must be having a lovely leisurely day. Maybe he's out enjoying his drive. Maybe he's retired, living his best life. If I have thoughts along that line, then I might feel peace. And now neither is right or wrong. It's just a choice. It's just a choice and it's one that you get to make. So that's what I have for you this week, friends. Try it out. Try it on. See what it feels like to take back responsibility. Until next time, stay open, stay free.